0: welcome to the boom or bust nrl fantasy podcast 2024 if you like what you hear today make sure to follow us at boom or bust nrl on facebook and instagram and subscribe to the podcast welcome to the boom or bust nrl fantasy podcast melbourne storm pre-season preview for 2024 i'm your host stuart lord and i'm joined by nick lord stats guru fantasy nuggets Matt and Burton, essay writer. Kyle Flanagan, mini essay writer. <laughs> baby, put it to sleep. Jeez, mate, you're killing me tonight. What's happening, dude?
1: What'd it do, baby?
0: Go, okay, good, mate. Up to what? My, my fifth one? <laughs> That's it, mate. You're going to be cooked. All right. So let's get into the Melbourne Storm. Guys, it looks like round one prediction. We have Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback on the wings. Will Warbrick and Xavier Coates. Centres, looks like at this stage, Nick Meaney, Raymond Smith, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes in the halves. Christian Welsh and Nelson Ossoffa-Solomona as props. Harry Grant at hooker. On the edge, possibly we got Sean, Bro- Sean Bloor and Ellie Katoa. Josh King at lock. And then on the bench looking like we might get Bronson Garlick, uh, Tui and Kamika, maybe someone like Tippy Moroa and Trent Liero. So Nick, how about you talk us through the gains and losses? Mate, the one game, Sean Bloor
1: from the West Tigers. In terms says losses quite a few here, mate.
0: Tarek Sims off to the Super League.
1: Well, I should say to France to play with Catalans uh, with Jaden Nicarima as well. Actually, uh, George Jennings is unsigned at the moment. I don't think he's been picked up yet. Same with Jordan Grant. Uh, Tom Myzen, who's off to the the Crappy Dragons, I should just say. And Justin Olin's been put out to pasture with the West
0: Tigers. That's it. Get him some money. All right, let's talk through the injuries. So really, look, Alec McDonald's got a hamstring injury, but the real interesting one, Ryan Pappenhausen, rumoured to be playing in the pre-season trials, at least one of them, probably the second pre-season trial. Nick? Yeah, which is good after that ankle break he had last year after coming back from that shattered Jack White knee. So there's a few Storm players we want to own, so we really want to talk about the strength of schedule. Nick, talk us through what it looks like to own the Storm this year.
1: Mate, they got the hardest, and it's pretty nasty. So rounds 1 to 12, it's the hardest. Origin period, rounds 13 to 20, it's the fifth hardest. And the run home runs 21 to 27. It's the hardest. See, uh, in terms I was looking at
0: buy- this today. I was just like, I couldn't find a time when it was a good time to own some of these guys. Yeah. You just literally, if you want to go
1: round by round, you just have a look at it. It's pretty pretty not nice. Uh, in terms of the buyers, rounds four, rounds 13, major buy round, and the final... Bye is round 19, which is also a major buy round. So teams twice. This is where it gets pretty nasty. The Broncos, Dolphins, Eels, Knights, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Roosters, and Warriors. So schedule, mate. It's retribution for all the years of cheating. Um, that's all I can say. They're opening Panthers home round one, Warriors round two, Knights away round three, the by round four, Broncos home round five, the Bulldogs, which will be a layout for them round six. Their way to the Roosters round seven, Rabbitohs round eight, and. That's just really hard, mate. Like one game that's a lower rank squad and the rest are sort of all top six, top eight sort of sides. Pretty pretty rough. Um, Origins of Bloodbath as they have their bye round 13. The Knights round 14. Full strength Warriors round 15. The Dolphins who should be barely origin affected around 16 the Raiders around 17 and the Tigers away around 18 the run home is nasty mate Rabbitohs around 23 Panthers around 24 they're both away and then they host the Dolphins around 25 and then they're away in Queensland mate to the Cowboys and then they finish with the Broncos so why the schedule rate so hard rest was the teams they have twice which I already mentioned they've arguably only one team not projected to make the top eight in the double-ups uh, which are the Dolphins. So effectively, they only get the easy beats once and don't have a layup Origin schedule either. So they don't, say, run into um, the Sea Eagles you know, over Origin, which, which just really hurts you. So effectively, um, from a buy perspective, their Origin and non-Origin players are great buyers as they have two major buy rounds already locked in. So, mate, it's pretty solid um but in terms of attacking players who that's who we're really after with the storm their guns generally speaking attacking players so uh who are we looking at first cab off
0: right mate oh look we got to look at ryan pappenhausen 495k 36 break even so for fantasy we really want pappenhausen back so he's priced at 36 averaging 52.4 in his fit games in 2022 70.8 with two centuries in 2021 so we're talking about guy who's got a great pedigree here. He is still a uh, still a young guy, obviously dealt with a couple of terrible injuries over the last couple of years. So basically, if he returns to a significant part of his previous film, so I'm not even talking about 2021, just say 2022, he's an absolute screaming buy with 15 plus points of potential. So, and if he gets that goal kicking back, he has the base to be able to come a top five wing fullback again. So must have his starting, very unlikely to play uh, Origin would have to have several players in front of him essentially go down only dangerous season need to watch that teamless Tuesday as there is a rumor that he could play off the bench for the first couple of rounds and ease him in so that's that's not like your forum rumor there's like a pretty decent source rumor as well so Nick you put in something about his goal kicking versus Nick Meaney and whether he's likely to get it back or not
1: well he kicks at 79 overall and he kicks above his expected kick rating by 1% so Nick Meaney he kicks at seventy four percent. He's about two percent below as expected. So, um, I surely Paps will get the kicks back right if he's starting. Surely, yeah. I mean, his knee should be, his ankle and all that should be fine for that. I think.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That if if Paps essentially if his foot is correct after all that, I'm am definitely keen at him so watch the trolls very carefully let's look at the next guy Cam Munster 754k 55 break even so slightly down here for Munster who admitted in a press conference being lacking confidence across 2023 which was new for him unfortunately for us, he played well enough to still be worth three quarters of a million and while we could certainly see him push back towards that high 50s low 60s average round four buying state of origin means he's a void early in the season rather take a guy less talent but with more to do such as Fogarty for 100k less so target I- button. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even find the soundboard to give you that one.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Thank you for all three of our listeners turning off. so I target Munster either during a dip or preferably around 20 onwards when the draw for the Storm doesn't get absurdly good when the draw for the Storm is not great but at least he won't have any more Origin games to play yeah so um, Harry Grant so the highest storm player outside of Pappenhausen so mainly due to Cook's decline in 2023 plus the other elite hookers in 2023 basically Harry Grant just is a bit of a standout option to start the season he did suffer a 2.7 point decline in scoring but compared to the other in the hooker role, he actually held up his 2022 average really well. Like Hooker as a whole just went backwards last year, Nick. So about a 10% to 15% decline, depending on the player. And Harry Grant was able to really try and limit that to about a 5% decline, which is pretty good, right? So yeah, yeah big time. So his 50th minute bench roll for Origin Hull. Held- holds up well with him backing up after origin and there's certainly uh, you know a point of value in your team to be had having hooker with a well-known floor and excellent ceiling so this is the big thing guys he had eight games above 60 points and the two games before below 40 last year which is really huge because like a guy like Reese Robson he didn't score above 50 from like round 13 so if you want to gun up in the hooker position Harry Grant is the guy so you could get him and a guy like Cleary and hold across the origin period what you probably can't do is get him, Cleary, and Haas like like sort of three or four origin certainties because I think you're just going to get absolutely hurt. You've at least got to have a strategy to trade out of some of these guys across that origin period, right Nick? Yeah, I think two's your max. That's it. So, it could be clearing haas. it could be you know whoever else but just have a plan of what to do and who to transition into and out of but I can see why Harry Grant is at what's his ownership percentage at the moment Uh, 20 something yes 25 yes one of the highest hookers I'm pretty sure straight up so and at 788k it's just because he's very good yeah 25% all right let's talk about two more guys Ellie Katoa so why are we talking about him because there's more value essentially no really he started off well in 2023 and every. 51 over the first six rounds before copying a bad round seven score and a big injury in round eight. He then copped a nasty poke to the eye from his captain and missed six straight games a bit later on before returning in round 22. So when he played the full game, he averaged 51 in his first season at the Storm. And we can put him at a low 50s average in 22 as his combinations build. So it's not a straight pathway to 10 points of value, but it's something close to a keeper edge who won't play origin, essentially from him here, because he's he's still very young and he's only going to build on those uh, combinations he got with Hughes and Munster. He plays on the right edge, doesn't he? He does. He plays right outside Jerome Hughes gets a lot
1: of good short ball. Yeah, that was pretty mean last year, that right edge. Oh, that was really nice.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, also, Liero wasn't necessarily the best of all time, but essentially, I'm just having a look here, in his minutes where he played you know, full game, 51.2 average. And that's with a couple of like, you know, just shocking games in there as well. Like we're 33 or 25 sort of based either side of an injury. Mm. So Mm. like against the Seagulls, he only ran for 67 metres, which is just really unlikely. Like it's just an aberration of the game. So really for me, I just see someone who's got that sort of low 50s, even to that mid 50s potential. And there's just not many of those guys in at the moment. And there's how many don't play Origin, Nick? Um, Um, That's a good question, mate. Yeah, yeah, there's a few, not guns, you know, there's lots
1: of uh, contenders, but in terms of guys, you're pretty confident, can crack the 50s, so you don't play origin, not too many, both both wars.
0: <laughs> okay, so guy coming off a full ACL reconstruction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we, otherwise we got uh John Bateman, who is a hundred grand more, right? Britt McCorr is just about a hundred grand more, Now, Butch is a hundred grand more, Azure Papley is a hundred grand more. So really like at his price point at six thirty-nine K, he's just the best option. Now there are cheaper options who are better, like like who have more value, but he's he's certainly got a great ceiling in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, oh. Hopgood's obviously um, I want, an edge, yeah. But I, I don't He was also
0: nineteenth man for Origin three, which concerns me just a little bit. Yeah, big time, excellent.
1: Or, or your mate uh, Preston, you know, he might he might be a Preston's a close to
0: exactly. So, but again, he's another sixty grand. So that's why I think katoa has got probably five points worth of value in him, which is what you know, it's it's decent, uh, especially yep. when you don't need to trade him. Five points of value and you don't need to trade is actually really good for a starting yeah, player for sure. Excellent. Next up, Sean Bloor, five hundred eighteen k. A 38 break even so for 120 grand discount you get another exciting edge option at the Storm you can't own him and Katoa and Paps because there's just too many guys out round 4 but Bloor has a lot of interest after being stuck behind Bateman and Isaiah Pappalee at the Tigers. And now he's moved a year early to the Storm. So Bloor's got a lot of interest coming from a slow start in 2020 that was quite short by injury, before doing his ACL again in 2021, like at the end of the season. And that cost him the entire 2022 campaign. So, and then 2023, he was stuck behind Bateman and Publey. So why are we interested? Mainly due to the fact that he averages 46 points when he plays over 50 minutes in that terrible Tigers team. His potential upside is also in that being Fed good ball by Munster, Hughes, Grant, and Pappenhausen. (laughs) And moving towards that high 40s average, and we know that the coach likes a long minute edge player, Nick. So basically last year, the edges played 70-plus most games
1: mm. so and he's going mm. to be yes. get
0: fair good ball uh i'm thinking that there's probably 10 points of value there ability to shift towards a keeper edge around 8 to 10 when we understand who those players are we'll just hold as required oh this edge position stack this year it really is now unfortunately not as cheap as last year it's not like we're getting hot good for 450 and we're getting trent liero for what was he he was like low high 300s or something so yeah 100 or so yep yeah, he was he was pretty cheap last year too. I think it was like 3 90 or something like that so whereas this year it's a little bit this higher but there's still some value there for Bloor so that's the end of the players that I want to talk about mate you got a couple more for us
1: mate Nick Meaney, uh 619k 45 break evens he actually performed better at fullback in 2022 versus 2023 uh, without his goal kicking but when you factor in the goal kicking uh, he was uh, much better so he kicked uh, 5 points of goals in 2022 but he kicked 8 points of goals in 2023 um, but he's not going to play fullback so um, he's only got one game at centre for a 42 including a line break and a tri-combo for the Bulldogs in 2021 nothing in reserve grade he's only played fullback there so absolute bust potential do not touch even with goal kicking Jerome um, Hughes so 715k 52 break even really showed he was a top talent last year proving his 2021 55 average wasn't a fluke unfortunately that leaves us with not much upside heading into 2024 as he'd really be relying on upping his tri-scoring rate from 35 to like 60 plus percent to make any meaningful cash um hopefully you could pick him up cheap after around 13 buy so he would have had two of his buys, and he can just run him on the way home i think Stu.
0: yeah that that certainly is a guy to target sort of mid-season if he does take a little bit of a dive i like it so with that it, tough schedule you know what i mean it might be yeah might be high 500s potentially i don't know that's it He is a guy that i would move up a little bit in the draft however so to to go and get versus just say a guy is very similarly priced like ben hunt because he won't be playing origin you will get more games out of him. awesome i uh, is there anyone that we really should else should look at in this team I mean, Nas is always relevant at some point of the year, but not round one.
1: Um, Coates is, you know, he's a joke. Yeah, um,
0: we, we probably need to talk about the young gun, Uh Alavi so Farlogo, who was the fullback in the round twenty-seven game last year. And yeah, he's good. Put on a bit of a game there. Yep. So if he gets a run at any point, he's certainly someone that we're interested in. Now he is a bit of a young fellow. He only made his debut in, debut in round twenty-seven last year, but he actually played really well for it. He averaged. 50 fifty one in that game against what was pretty much the reserve gave grade Broncos as well. So, But he's a guy who, if he does get that start at fullback, something happens to Paps, we want him straight into our team, right, Nick? Yeah, I'm just checking his reserve grade. He averages 39 at fullback
1: in reserve grade, so, yeah, pretty solid.
0: That's it. We'll let a a 17 break even, yep, straight into your squad. Not bad, not bad. Excellent. Well, mate, I'm pretty sure that's the end of everyone we want to talk about, so I might wrap us up there. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast Melbourne Storm preseason preview, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boomer Bus podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.